And so it is. Dear Shambra, that we bring together our family, our family of angels from all of the angelic orders who are on earth right now, disguising themselves in human form, calling themselves Shambra, here to participate in this grand experience called life. It is an honor for I, Tobias, to be here with you, gathering together all of your energies, whether you are sitting here in person, whether you are connecting over your new high-speed internet line, or whether you are reading or listening to this material at some other date, but actually very much in the now. We are in the new energy. Most humans absolutely not even aware of it. But you, Ishambra, dealing so much with issues of energies in your own life, very aware that something changed. It was different than it was a few months ago. You're not necessarily seeing the direct and immediate effects in the external environment around you, but you are feeling it in your life. Or perhaps feeling the frustration because you're looking to the old ways of how you created and how you coped with circumstances in your life. And those old ways just aren't there. When you try to resurrect them, they don't want to be resurrected. You're being asked to find a whole new way of dealing with yourself first, and then dealing with the outside world. New solutions that you may have never even thought of before. A whole new, what you would call, paradigm. It can be a, a bit disconcerting at first, because you had certain very tried and true ways of dealing with things. Perhaps you weren't always happy with the results, but you knew it would at least get you through the day. And now when you look back into that old toolbox to try to find out how to deal with a particular situation at home or the office or with yourself, you find that those old tools aren't there anymore. They're gone. Or if they happen to be laying around, that they don't work anymore. They're broken. The batteries are empty and no place to recharge them. It is the new energy. And the tools are very, very different. And you say to me right now, but Tobias, where are those tools? I look in my toolbox and it appears to be empty. Stop right there. Take a deep breath. Get out of the old way of thinking about dealing with situations. Allow yourself to expand. The new tools are there. You just don't see them yet. They are there. So what do you do? You just take that deep breath. You feel the I am presence within you. It doesn't come from somewhere else. It is within you. And then a funny thing happens. Those tools start to appear. Very different from the old tools you had. They don't need to be charged up. They don't need to be 
repaired. They don't break down. They deal with the situations in your life very, very different. And they're going to be different each time you go back to try to work with them. So if you develop a certain tool in your life right now to deal with financial flow, when you go to look for that tool two weeks or two months from now, it is going to change. It's going to change according to you, in harmony with you. So you won't be going back to the same toolbox to find the same old tools. Each day, each moment, they transform. It is a delight to be here with this group on this very special day. I'm going to uh, start out a bit differently. would like to do a pop quiz today. <laughs> a very short test to get the energy rolling. I'm going to ask you a question in just a moment, and I want you and invite you to feel the answer. And this in itself is a bit different, because normally when you get the pop quiz, could you feel the pressure right away? perhaps a bit of anxiety, but the pressure in your head. You flow all of the resources up to your brain. Get ready. Here comes the question, you say. Mind, be prepared. But this answer doesn't come from your mind. It's quite different. We're going to ask you to intuit your own answer for you. Let's take a deep breath. Allow yourself to feel the answer. And the question is, why are you here? Now take a deep breath. Why are you here? Now we're going to ask David the Master to pass around the microphone. Short answers. Don't go intellectual or I'll have to stop you. Feel and express the answer. Why are you here? Be. Just to be. To be. And if we could get the um, camera, please, on, on our dear Shambhar, who are giving the answers. Oh, to experience. To experience. To touch people's lives. To finish my master's piece. Hmm. To learn, love, and sing. To show the way. To share who I am. To feel the energy. For fellowship. To love you all. Okay, good. Now let's take a deep breath. Thank you for the pop quiz. Thank you for taking a moment to feel from your spirit rather than from your head. You notice that sometimes it's difficult to try to define it because definition comes from the mind. But you're allowing the mind, the spirit, to begin working and melding together. Feel the energies and wonderful answers from all. If I was asked the question, it would be quite simple. 
because I chose to be. You're not here because you have to be. You're not here because someone made you. You're here because you chose to be. And each morning when you wake up, give yourself this pop quiz. Why am I here today? Not just to go through another series of mechanical movements. Not just to get to the end of the day. When you wake up in the morning, when your feet first hit the ground, take that deep breath. Why am I here? You're going to start understanding the true beauty of your choice to be here. The beauty that you can then choose each step of the way through the day. You don't have to tie into mass hip consciousness or mass hypnosis. You don't have to do things because you think other people expect you to. You don't have to do anything if you don't want to. You chose to be here in this lifetime. You chose to be here at this important time of the change, the greatest change of consciousness in the history of humanity. To be here to experience it, and for so many of you to be the standards and teachers of the new energy. It is your choice. Therefore, it is your creation. No one can stop you. No one can take that away from you. No one can make your life difficult, not even your spouse, your children, or your boss. Each morning when you get up, take that deep breath and from your essence ask, why am I here today? And listen and feel your own answer. It's going to be amazing how it changes the perspective of that day. So, Shambram. We have some special guests on this day, and we're going to ask you to welcome them into the circle. There are two different types of guests today. The first is a group of Shambra who have been in human form up until recently. There are 24 who gather here today. They called themselves Shambra when they were on earth. They lived a spiritual life. They studied like you did. They went through the trials and tribulations like you did. And then they chose to depart, most of them before the quantum leap, a few of them immediately at or after. They joined together today to take part of this beautiful celebration, this gathering of Shambra from all around the world, they are you. They worked with many of you side by side when they were here on earth. They chose to leave so that they could be on this side, not to go back to the Bridge of Flowers or not even to go to their third circle right away, but to be here to assist, assist this whole group called Chambra and to assist you individually. Their experience with you on earth is very fresh, so they can offer the type of guidance, the type of support, and the help. They are here constantly now, working with you, working with the Crimson Council and the angelic beings. 
not to make your decisions for you, but to support the decisions and the choices that you're making for yourself. They're not here to tell you when you've done something right or wrong, but they're here to remind you on a regular basis why you are here, the choice you made to be here on earth. They'll whisper gently in your ear. They'll sit beside you at night when you go to sleep. They're there with you when you're confronted with difficult situations and you're not sure which way to turn. But you get that gentle nudge that says, turn within. You are God also. All of the choices, all of the answers, and all the creativity are within you once you activate that and then you express it and use it. So they gather around today knowing exactly what you're going through. Knowing this journey of Shambra, they come in for our meeting today in celebration. So do welcome them and do understand they are not in grief. They did not have a difficult crossing over. They chose to be here like I, Tobias, chose to be here for you during this brilliant adventure that you're experiencing. Let's take a deep breath and welcome in the Shambra, who until recently were on earth and now on our side. I go back to the question that we've talked about before, is it real? If you allow it to be, anything can be real. It doesn't have to be physical. You're learning very rapidly that there is so much beyond the physical realm. As you're opening up, you're learning there is so much out there. Tremendous. Let's take a deep breath. Our second guest today, who I will bring in in just a moment after a brief introduction, is a very special one indeed. I'm going to ask you to keep your energy very smooth, keep your energy very calm. The dear one we're bringing in is my own aspect, Sam. Now, for a little of understanding for some of you who don't know Sam. Sam is my next incarnation on earth. His body already exists on earth as a biological being. He has parents. He lives in a fairly small town in northwest United States. Only child. His parents are both professors both very much in their mind, by the way, and certainly do not understand this Sam who was <clears throat> somewhat unplanned, or so they think. <laughs> Sam is an aspect of me, an aspect that I very lovingly and caringly created. Sam is not, um, how do you say, not all together there. <laughs> I have not allowed all of my energy to enter into the Sam reality. 
So much of my energy is still back here in the non-physical realms where you know me as Tobias or Tobiwa. And I'm slowly but surely allowing my energy to integrate into Sam. Sam is an expression or an aspect of me, but yet has his own type of freedom, has his own type of personality. You see, a creator creates things and sets them free. A creator is still linked to them, but yet gives them autonomy and freedom. Sam is an eight-year-old boy at this time. He's quite, he's quiet. He's quiet. He, he is very introverted, but for very, very good reasons. Sam studies hard because of the pressure from his parents who are teachers. Sam is leading a quiet but a relatively normal life. He has allergies and he has asthma. This is not a problem or a mistake. It is very deliberate because Sam and I as part of Sam do not want Sam to get involved in sports for a very good reason. We don't want to get into that type of energy. So we choose to use the asthma and the allergies as a way of staying very introverted. Both of these will go away as Sam goes through puberty. I see the world through Sam now, as well as through all of you, but I'm getting a very close, upfront, and very personal perspective. Sam is aware of energies all around him, but is not quite sure what to make of them. And as he goes through his early years in life, as the parents are putting more and more pressure on the mental, he's not sure how to, how to take all of these other energies that he feels around him all the time. Sam's parents are out of town this weekend. There is somebody, uh, you call it babysitting, but an odd expression. There's somebody in his care. But right now, he's supposed to be doing his homework. He's in his room, and he is dozed off to sleep. We did not want the channel to start earlier because he was not quite ready. The experience that Sam will go through today with you is something that he was going to remember for a long, long time throughout the rest of his life on earth. I'm going to ask you before I bring Sam in to take a deep breath and remember or feel what it was like when you were six or seven or eight years old. When you were young, when your eyes were wide open to this new world all around you, but yet you were still feeling the effects of the other worlds. You could still get in touch with them. You had your own private world, your private life. That was very, very expansive. And now I'm going to call in the energy of Sam. Allow us a moment here. 
Hello, Sam. Hi. I know you. You smell like fish. <laughs> yes, Sam, that is that is my energy. We use it when we connect to each other. I'm not sure where I am. There's people around everywhere. Sam, you are with friends that we call Chambra, and this is the Crimson Circle. And we bring you into our meeting today. Who is that man? Sam, that is Kaldra. Oh, he has a big nose. Yes, Sam, and he has a big heart, too. Who is that lady? Sam, that is Linda. She's with Kaldra. She tells me stories. I remember her. Yes, Sam. She works with you. Why is that lady crying? Sam, she's remembering what it was like when she was your age. When she talked to the angels. It's bringing back memories for her. I think I know everybody, but I I can't remember how. Sam, you do know them. And when you come over here when you're sleeping, when you get into a very deep sleep, you work with them and you play with them. Oh. I'm going to be with them again, I know. I'm going to meet them, but not here when... Sam, this is a thing called Chambra. And in your lifetime, when you grow up, you will meet so many of them. And you'll work with them. And you'll help teach many of them. And you'll help them to teach other people. Oh. Oh. Oh, Who is that man? Sam, that is not one of Chambra. That is a man on your street that died the other day and he's still wandering around and it's okay, you don't have to worry about I got sick and threw up yesterday. I ate too much candy at school and I threw up and the teacher got mad. Wow. 
why do I feel funny right now, Tobias? Sam, it's because your energy is now expanding and becoming part of this group. And while you're sleeping away back as a little boy on earth, you're really becoming part of us now. You're growing up. You're remembering that you're an angel. Oh, I know I'm an angel. I don't have to remember. Sam, you can sit right over here and we're going to talk. And you can walk around. Who's the baby back there? Sam, you can walk around. You can look at people and talk to them. But we're going to continue our discussion. Oh. Okay. I like it here better than back in my town and my school. Okay, Sam. We'll continue. Who's the dog? Well, Sam, that's Fred. He's always here. So as Sam settles in with the group, he's shifting his energy from the small boy, eight years old, falling off to sleep. And each and every one of you here should remember what that's like. You still do it at night. You transition. You leave behind the human characteristics and you come back to remembrance on the non-physical side of the veil. It doesn't take very long each night to get back into your angelic patterns where you can connect with so much of who you are, but it's such a mystery to all of us, all of us, of why that forgetfulness happens when you, when you start to wake up, and when you go back into the physical body, back into the 3D consciousness. We don't have the answer. We do know that the young ones are remembering more and more. They don't have the heaviness of the veil that even so many of you have. We do know that when you make the conscious choice on both sides of the veil, in other words, when you are in your human consciousness and when you are in the angelic consciousness at night, or sometimes when you are in an altered state, that, that veil tends to start disappearing, but it's still there. It's very frustrating. As we talked about recently at Lake Tahoe, it's very, very frustrating coming back in the mornings from your angelic ventures, coming back telling yourself you're going to remember, you're going to remember who you are, why you're on Earth. And then it's like the space shuttle re-entering the orbit. It just seems to burn away and then you forget and then you're back in those shoes. You're back in that human consciousness, scratching your head I know something just happened at night and I know there's something to remember, but you seem to leave it behind. Young ones like Sam, who is an aspect of myself, but yet is his self as well, 
They don't have near the problem. Their problem on earth right now is how to deal with the knowledge and the consciousness that they are bringing back with them each morning. Because there seems to be another wall, another barrier, the human consciousness, the human world, that doesn't allow them to speak what they're really feeling, that doesn't allow them to try to explain, even when words are very difficult to explain, who they know they really are. So they tend, like Sam tends to do, to be very quiet, to be introverted. They tend to have things like asthma, allergies, colds, different types of what you would call imbalances that the doctors can't seem to diagnose. But it's really a way of allowing them to stay in their, in their world, to feel themselves. They're not ready yet to get fully embodied into this world because of the fear of forgetting. As I said, Sam deliberately has physical imbalances because he doesn't want to get into heavy into things like sports. It's not right for his energy in this lifetime. He doesn't need all that that male testosterone energy. So there's things that are not accidents. They're not things that are what you would call a soul plan type of thing. It's just a knowingness that he doesn't want to go that far into it right now. So now with Sam fully here with us today, and understand that he came into this meeting as the eight-year-old boy, but now as our meeting is unfolding, he is unfolding. He's much more the angelic being and the part of me, Tobias, that someday will meet you, human to human. Sam, as I mentioned, is an only child. He goes to a public school. His parents have him studying because they believe that's the only way to get by in the world today. Their tool is studying hard work, knowledge, and information. They're not necessarily uh, spiritual, his parents, but they are conscious to a degree that they understand things like a, a holistic approach, not too many medications, allowing a more natural type of healing process. It's been very interesting for me to observe humanity right now through Sam. Recently his parents have taken him on a few visits to larger cities where Sam was, and me, was very wide-eyed. You see, it's been over 2,000 years since I've been on Earth, so you can imagine some of the perceptions. I, I can sit up here in my lofty cottage, looking, not down, but to use a metaphor, looking down on the activities of Earth and allowing my energy to be with you. But now, as I'm becoming embodied on Earth, it's amazing what Sam or I are learning. Here's a few of the things that we found um, and we find 
amazing about humanity right now. Through the eyes of Sam, humans are very afraid, but they don't even know what they're afraid of. They live in a type of paranoia. It's a type of maze with no ending, no directions, no way out, afraid of what might happen to them, afraid of the outside forces, whether it is the human or the supernatural. So they tend to get very neurotic. And as Sam watches him, Sam can still see energy very, very well. And he feels their fear. And sometimes he will even ask a stranger, why are you afraid? And of course you can imagine the looks that he gets, but they can't answer it. And he asks his parents, what are you afraid of? And they say things like, the economy, the world collapsing, losing our house, starving. But Sam knows that they have all of these fears, but not the ones that they are really mentioning. They have the unknown fears, which are perhaps the most difficult of all. And Sam being, and me, being very wise, saying, why don't they really feel those fears and feel that those fears can be let go because they're artificial in the first place? They're self-imposed. It's a fear they've been carrying for a long time and they don't even know why they still carry it. So this amazes Sam. Sam looks at people with very wide open, innocent eyes. He sees that people, they want leaders right now, but they don't want to be led. He sees that through his eight-year-old eyes even, he sees that in the world right now, humans want examples and they're not getting it through politicians or church leaders or business leaders. They want a standard. They want leaders. But instead, they're just being led. People are being led, whether it is by governments or their job or their families, they are just being led around with no clear direction, almost like Moses wandering in the desert for 40 years, not being a leader, but just leading people. Through the eyes of Sam, through the eyes of dear Sam, he sees right now that there is people, when he looks at them, he looks at their energy, and he sees that there is are all sorts of things around them, the non-physical. There are spirits, or what you might call ghosts. There are angels. And Sam doesn't understand why the people don't see these things. He doesn't understand where it's quite natural for him to see these, why others don't. He sees that people are praying. 
But yet the answers are right there. They're calling out to God or angels, and the God and the angels are right around. But the people don't even see them. And this causes him to scratch his head and wonder why people just don't open up and allow themselves to see the things that are already there. Through the eyes of Sam, he sees, I see, that people want to love and they want to be loved. But yet, they are so afraid of it. They don't want, they won't allow themselves to really open up to things like loving others, to saying, I love you unconditionally. They use other words, they hide it, they distort it. Why don't they just say, I love you as you are? And humans want to be loved back, but yet they have walls and barriers. They filter it out. They're afraid that maybe there's an agenda with the love. But as Sam sees it, so what? You don't have to accept the agenda. You can just accept the love. Through the eyes of Sam, he looks at people's energy and he sees that they are in physical pain. He sees in particular when he's out and about there is so much energy that is trapped right now in the whole spinal column. The spinal, the whole structure, the, the bone structure of the body is compressed and it's very, very tight because people are holding things in. They're burden, or shouldering burdens they don't need to be shouldering because they resent the body in so many ways. It causes an extra stress. Sam has the ability to look at a person's body and see exactly where they can release that tension that's building up. He sees that people, he's surprised actually, people don't get more headaches because he sees so much pressure in the head area, in the skull. Sam sees that it would be very easy for people to let go of so much of the physical pain, the structural and the bone pain that they're in by just breathing and letting it go. But they don't believe it can be that simple. They think they have to take medications which ultimately compound the problem, will cause the problem to manifest somewhere else somehow else. Through these eyes of Sam, he and I see that people want freedom. They want freedom. They talk about freedom all the time, but yet they are trapped. They are trapped by limited belief systems. They are trapped by cycles after cycles of lifetimes and karma, call it sin if you want, but the belief that they have done something wrong or could do something wrong. He sees that even though they want freedom, they readily accept their karma. Through the eyes of Sam and I, 
we see that a person can let go of their karma. They can make the choice to get off of the karmic cycles immediately. Oh, and you, Shambhara, you know that when you make that choice, life changes. Everything changes. You have to be willing to allow the change, but but true freedom is letting go of your past. Through the eyes of Sam, he looks and sees that people get so stuck, so caught in others' belief systems. He sees that they pick the others' belief systems up on the street, in restaurants. He can see the energy of how one person can pick up another person's limited beliefs, negativity. It could be through a conversation people are having. It could also be just energetically feeling the table next to you, feeling limited energy and then accepting that. Sam is, through his innocent eyes right now, looking at the world and saying that the answers are really quite simple. Why do, as Sam puts it, why do adults make it so difficult? Razai Tobias would say it, why do humans make it so difficult? They don't have to settle for less. They don't have to use all of their energy just getting by. They don't have to accept disease or poverty. They don't have to accept any of that. And to me, Tobias, who has not been on earth for 2,000 years, I'm amazed because I see all of the things that you have now, technology, that I haven't had ever. Even in Atlantis, wonderful as it was, we didn't have the type of technology that you have right now. With all of this technology, why isn't it easier? Has technology made your life simpler? Probably not. The consciousness reason for technology is for simplicity. But because of where consciousness is right now, it's made everything more difficult. I'm amazed at what I am feeling through Sam. Amazed that humans truly are good. Humans want to do good. First for others, oddly enough, and then for themselves. They truly want and have a deep and passionate desire to love someone else, to share with someone else, to be loved back. They truly want to do the right things in what they would consider the eyes of God, not because God has rules and is going to punish them, because it is in their heart. They want to be in what you would call the oneness or the light or the way. They want to serve spirit but they keep putting spirit outside of them rather than understanding it is already within. So they keep having a desire and a passion to something that is false or manufactured. So as long as they're trying to 
make an outside God happy, they can never truly be satisfied or fulfilled. Because the God is on the inside. And until they understand, it's about, it is about fulfilling thyself. Then you fulfill thy spirit. Slowly, surely, I'm allowing my energy, my essence to flow into Sam. It is interesting for those of you who um, watch or are interested in aspectology, how what you would call an oversoul, such as um, I, Tobias, what you would call the essence being, I, Tobias, can also be an aspect, can create an identity called Sam. And it's also very, very interesting and should be something that you all pay attention to. As I allow my energy to flow into Sam, because of the incredible pull, a type of magnetic consciousness pull from Earth, it is also taking away from what you would call my Tobias spirit. It is like um, reverse Alzheimer's as I flow my energy into him. Oh, I have my days in Caldera, and some of you know I haven't been around as much because more and more of my essence is going into Sam. I still exist on these realms. I am still a um, what you would call an ascended master or whatever the term is. But you know, the energy of Earth and human consciousness is so seductive and so compelling that it's pulling me in as it pulled you in. Oh. I guarantee I will be here when I come to talk to you in these shouts through July 2009. You won't get uh, half the bias. <laughs> I'll make sure all my energy will be intact. There may be a down day for Sam. He may not be feeling too good that day or sleeping a lot, but I, I will truly be here. Now, you say, why are you allowing this to happen, Tobias? Why are you doing this? Why are you here? Why is Sam here right now? Well, a couple of reasons. Because I can. I love the experience. I made a commitment to each and every one of you to come back in the human form so I can actually touch you and work with you and share with you, dine with you, have a few cigars and definitely a few glasses of wine together. I'm doing it also because as my energy flows now into Sam, as my consciousness goes to this place called Earth and is being pulled at very, very, um, very tightly, I also want to be a standard just like you, allowing my spirit to fully come to earth embodied. You see, I can sit up here in my cottage and talk to you about how it should be, go through all these shouts and lessons and give you clever little tidbits like stand behind the short wall, dive into the deep pool or whatever I've said in the past. <laughs> But, but, 
the real experience is about becoming fully embodied through Sam allowing all of my spirit in, all of my divinity, no longer just being a human, but being all that I am. You see, that's what you're doing right now. You are Sam also, in a way. Your own Sam, your own experience. You see, oddly enough, I'm just following after you. Somewhere on the other realms right now is that part of you that for 30 or 50 or 70 years has slowly been allowing your energy to flow in. You thought you were just you, this human name that you have. You thought you're waiting for something like ascension or you're waiting for some grand mystical event to take place. Guess what? It's already taking place. The story I just told you about Sam, the eight-year-old, sound asleep now, back in his bedroom at home. That's you also. You had that experience. Maybe when you were six, maybe when you were ten. You had that experience of connecting with yourself, with your essence, your divinity, while you were asleep or sick one day, just daydreaming at school about a voice calling out and saying, Hello, Sam. Remember me? I'm the man that smells like fish. That's how Sam and I connect. That's how he knows it's safe. He knows it's not just some other wandering entity for what ghost on this side would possibly choose to smell like fish. It's my type of perfume. So Sam knows that I'm here. It's happening to you right now, especially now that we've gone through the quantum leap together. Your, whatever you call it, your Tobias, your essence, has been slowly streaming into your life. Now it's streaming even more. Your essence on the other side, it's like, it's like the sands of an hourglass going from the, what you would call the upper realms, now drifting down into these realms. It wants to have a different relationship with you right now, no longer just at night, no longer just when you're sound asleep or in an altered state, but when you're fully present, your Tobias, your essence is wanting to come in it can't demand it, you see. Even I, Tobias, I cannot force my essence into Sam. Sam, like you, have your own identity, your own, your own choices. But if you choose, if you choose something a little bit different, if you choose something very expansive, if you choose to take that quantum leap within yourself. You can allow what you would call that grand self, your oversoul, the you that you are, to enter more fully into your life right now. It doesn't happen overnight. 
partly so that it doesn't burn out your body or your mind, but it can be there. Those meetings that you've had with what you would call your true self or your higher self don't have to be off in the other realms. You can call the meeting between you and yourself here in this reality. You can be the host. You can be the one calling out to yourself to be here with you. Now, when you do, let go of the expectations. Let go, first of all, the concept of wings. We don't know where they came from. (laughs) Wings. You always expect wings. Let that go. Go for the feeling. Get out of your mind. Your mind has certain preconceived notions of Savior. Whether it is Savior in Jesus, Savior in Muhammad, Savior from your grand higher self, let that go. There's no need for a Savior. It's an old consciousness. It's an old hypnosis. As you invite your full self in right now, or in any day, Let go of the preconceived notions that all of a sudden you're going to be able to see through walls and through people's clothing. (laughs) It is a very unique experience. We've said this many times before. It's not about becoming a superhuman. It's about becoming a fully integrated human. So let go of the expectations that you know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day because it's irrelevant. It's what's happening here in this moment that counts. Let go of the fact that you think your IQ is going to increase by 35 points. You can take courses for $500 that will do that for you. You don't need to try to force that from your spirit. Get rid of the concept of all of a sudden you're going to be drop 30 or 40 pounds. Sometimes, by the way, as your essence is integrating, you need some more body weight for a period of time because, well, you're now eating for (laughs) the multitude of you. (laughs) Your body tends to rebalance itself naturally if you let it. But this aspect, oversoul, whatever you choose to call it, the you, I like to call it the real you, the true you. It's waiting to come in, waiting to be invited. You don't have to worry that the world around is going to barrage it, is going to corrupt it or pollute it. You are a fully integrated being. You don't need to protect you from from you or from the outside world. You can let it come in. You don't need to worry about whether you're a good enough person, whether you have done your yoga and your breathing right, or whether you still have, um, how to say, some uh, tarnishes upon, upon you for things you've done in the past. Your spirit, your true self, doesn't really care doesn't really care. It's just an experience. It's just choices you made. And 
you, your higher self, already knows these things, so you can invite it into this reality. Someday Sam and I are going to have the experience that I'm inviting you to take now. As Sam grows a bit older, as Sam becomes more aware and realizes that the things he sees but not with his eyes and the things he hears but not with his ears are indeed very real. No matter what his parents say or what the other kids say, you see right now he's keeping it as his private world. As he becomes a young man, he's going to realize the value. He's going to realize how real it is, how true it is. Those voices and those visions and those feelings that he's going to get, he's going to realize it's time to stop trying to fight them and block them out. It's time to embrace them and let them into his world. And that's when he and I are going to meld in a, what I would call a final, very beautiful, beautiful way. That's the experience that you are now going through in this quantum leap. Embrace it. Take it. Allow it to come into your life. Someday, someday, through Sam, we're going to meet. We may meet in a Chambra gathering. We may meet, as a few of you have already done with Sam on a message board, and I would like him to stop getting on those things. Not Crimson Circle, but some of the other ones that he goes on. few of you have already met Sam through um, the Internet. Someday we're going to meet. We're going to have a good laugh about, about all of this. I want to take just a brief moment. Let, let us breathe that in. Such a beautiful thing watching the marriage of the once human aspect with the true divine self in this reality, not not back on the other non-physical side, but right here. What a joy it is to see how more and more of that consciousness of you is really coming into this moment. Just a few other things in our discussion today. There's a convergence of energies taking place in the outer world. By the way, Remember, in the inner world, it's all about you. It's all about allowing you to know you, allowing you to feel you, allowing you to expand beyond just the mind into your feelings and your imagination and your creativity. It's all about you on your inner world. On the outer world, the external world that you see out there, that you read about, it's not about you at all. Now, you tend to think it is. But I want you to stop for a moment. St. Germain says, the vast, vast majority of problems in your life are not yours. They're the other people in your life. People you work with, people in your family, people who you love and people you don't want to love anymore. And you take these as your problems. You internalize them. There's a good reason for that. There's a good reason because 
One of the reasons why you are here on earth, why you chose to be here, was to be a consciousness expander. Somebody who takes consciousness, works with it, expands it on behalf of all others. You're consciousness pioneers. That's one of the reasons you're here. So you take emotions and feelings and consciousness from others, from the world around you. You take it in as your own. You take somebody else's suffering or trauma or lack of abundance or disease. You adapt it. You're experts at this. You adapt it and allow it to become yours. You're really doing it on behalf of all human consciousness. But you fooled yourself into thinking that it's you. That's one of the very reasons why I, Tobias, Katumi, Saint Germain, and the Huan Yen, and the others are here to remind you, to remind you that was a job that you were performing before and you don't need to now. You don't need to take in anybody else's suffering, problems, limitations, anything else. Because in this new energy, you can be a consciousness pioneer now in a very different way. You don't have to be that chameleon who takes on their energy. You don't have to be the sponge that absorbs their stuff anymore. You weren't doing it necessarily for the individuals. You were doing it on behalf of human consciousness in general. You can let that go. There's new ways of expanding consciousness. Katumi talked about it. We've all talked about it, but Katumi talked about it last month. It's about now. It's about you. As you allow the full self to integrate, and as you allow yourself to expand, you become who you are. That, that truly has the potential to change all consciousness. So please, let go of taking on everyone else's issues. Any time now, between now and our next shout, any time you have a pain, any time you have a problem, any time you're having a bad day, any time you feel depressed, stop right there. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be with you. It's not yours unless you want it to be. You're picking it up. You're absorbing it from others. You absorb it right through the newspaper, through the television. You absorb it when you're shopping and definitely when you're driving. So stop for a moment. Ask yourself, is this mine? Is that depression really yours? And then your mind's going to get in there and play around and say, well, perhaps part of it is. Maybe 30% is mine. Stop right there. Take a deep breath. If you don't choose it, it's not yours. It's that simple. I'm even talking about things you've done in this lifetime of yours. If you don't choose it, it belongs to the aspect, not to the whole of you. It belongs to you from years ago. 
but not to you in the now. Only what you choose is yours. Back to the subject. The external world. There's a convergence of energies, and you're going to feel these. Well, you are feeling them. They're very, very intense right now. Because these four different types of energies are all converging together. They're all aspects of human consciousness. But because of the recent changes, they are almost like um, four cars coming from different directions, all to the same point in the middle. And the first is finance. Finances, world finances, finances of companies and businesses. And you can see it. You don't have to be a psychic to understand that money, finances, right now, are going through a very important state of change. Finances are symbolic of energy flow, energy flow in resources. But it's the finances that are affected in the world right now. Look at oil prices. Look at the housing markets. Look at new countries around the world, emerging and developing countries right now becoming more prosperous, for there is a redistribution of the finances around the world. The financial markets are not going to collapse, but they are going to change. Now, some people think that change is collapse because they don't like any change whatsoever. Banking systems are changing. The way credit uh, is handled is changing. The value that's put on goods and services is changing. It used to be quite simple. A bushel of corn had so much value. It used to be quite simple because life was simpler back then and easier. But how do you value a service? How do you value something like a development of a new healing technology? It's not in a bushel basket. It's not in a cart. And your old Economy is based on that type of mentality, something tangible. But you are in the intangible energy right now. So finances are changing the way energy flows. Don't panic, Chambra. Don't get caught in the drama. That's another thing that absolutely amazes Sam as he goes out into the world. How drama causes people to get so high, whether it's good or bad. But they love drama. Drama feeds them. But then, of course, as you know, they crash later. Back to the outer world. Finances. Other energy that's converging right now is what we call the environmental. Earth has um, approximately six billion people on it. And Gaia can handle about ten billion without going through some major changes. One of the changes is that the old energy of the Spirit of Gaia is leaving, turning over the responsibility to humans. How much more population can the world handle? What will the weather patterns be like? What will happen with things like earthquakes, storms, hurricanes, even these things, the fires recently in California, a way of clearing out old 
what do you call sexual energy virus, but also any time that you have a very dense population of humans, humans who are under stress, their own stress, the stress of the earth beneath them, you're going to get a reaction, a fire, a flood, or some other type of cleansing. The environment right now is changing rapidly. The poles are, as you say, warming up. But more than that, the magnetic polarity of Earth is going to change, reverse itself in your lifetime. Now, you're not going to fall off the Earth. That's not going to have um, catastrophic implications, but it will have major implications on the relationship between you and the Earth. The poles are reversing. More and more you're going to read about the environment. Sometimes it's enough, um, as Sam sees in the news, to get very depressing. What are people doing to Earth? And what is Earth doing to people? Well, they are developing a new relationship with each other. There's another, by the way, the energy of Earth, uh, the environment uh, at its core is symbolic of the relationship of you with your body and the relationship of you with your physical reality, your physical environment. The ability to accept the fact that you are here on Earth in body instead of wanting to get out of body, actually become becoming fully and totally embodied, fully present here on Earth. The other energy that is converging right now is technology. Technology is actually increasing at almost an alarming rate. And alarming because it is moving so fast and it is becoming so potent. But there's a concern amongst some on our side, is the consciousness keeping up with it? Now consciousness creates technology and creates the uh, invention, but at a certain point the technology can actually get out in front of the development and expansion of consciousness itself. And then you have some very interesting situations. Is the consciousness prepared to use the technology wisely? And we're not talking about blowing each other up with nuclear weapons. We're talking about technology becoming so advanced that it becomes um, a mental that humans become more mentally focused than ever before and literally shut down the heart and the intuition, the creativity, because they're allowing technology to do it for them. The core energy behind technology is efficiency. And the consciousness of humanity developed technology unlike any technology in any era of humanity, so that it could make life simpler and easier. But actually, consciousness has made turned it into a tool that has made life more difficult and more complex, and literally taken away, robbed 
the creative energies. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. Technology is not bad if any of you are not thinking about going home and throwing out your computers. <laughs> Technology can be used to make your life simpler, to make your life more efficient in the physical and sometimes the mundane activities, so that you have more time for the creative and the inspirational. Technology should be serving higher consciousness rather than shutting it down and placing a focus on just the mind or the brain. And oddly enough, the fourth energy that's coming into this convergence is is fashion. <laughs> fashion. <laughs> And we mean that very very seriously, fashion and design. Fashion and design are ways of expressing, ways of uh, uh, showing your appreciation, ways of packaging energy and presenting it. Fashion and design are moving very fast right now. I was stuck for quite a while, in my humble opinion, and right now, there's a resurgence at some of the very core levels in fashion and design. Now why would fashion and design be important in one of these four converging energies? Marketing and sales. <laughs> fashion and design are symbolic of the feminine energy that's moving into the planet Earth right now. First of all, it's your own acceptance of your feminine, whether you are a man or a woman. It is the feminine energy, the feminine energy that has long been held back, dominated by the masculine, is now coming back in. And you're going to see it particularly in the um, rejuvenation or the, how to say, the um, re energization of the fashion and of the design industry, because you're going to have more of a sensitivity and an awareness. Being in a house or a room or a building or anywhere won't just be because you um, – won't just be the fundamental, it will be the appreciation. But as this feminine energy now flows more and more into the consciousness of humanity, there are energies that don't want to see it flow. So you're going to see the struggle between the masculine and the feminine. It will appear in places that are quite obvious, the churches, in businesses to an extent, and in governments. But you're going to see as the feminine energy converges and comes in now on a mass scale, not, not just for you individually, but on a mass scale, you're going to see, you're going to see the um, the change in fashion and design, but then you're going to see it manifesting in things like the politics, government, leadership in businesses, and many many other ways. Here you have four energies coming from basically different directions, all converging in a certain point in time and space in the human reality. 
Remember, it's not about you. These are all appropriate. There's a reason for all of these things. Humans in general are calling in these energies. Now the question is, what will they do with it? Shambram, you are in a new energy now. You are here by choice. We started with our pop quiz today. Why are you here? Because you have chosen it. Now what do you want to do with it? How are you going to handle you? How are you going to allow you into this reality? And how are you going to understand what is yours and what is not? How are you going to choose to live and to be a creator in this new reality? With that, Shambhara, let us take a deep breath. I give thanks to Sam, who is going to be waking up pretty soon and wondering what the hell just happened. <laughs> if you remember your own dreams, sometimes you come out of them and they don't quite make sense. Sam, for instance, is going to be waking up here very shortly. He's going to feel that he talked to a big walking fish, a fish that came out of the water. I am very serious here. It was a fish got out of the river and came and started talking to him. And he had fun talking to that fish. And then he was with a group in a cemetery, people who were dead. And he was walking with them and they were coming up from the graves. This is the symbology of dreams, by the way. And then he was in a big arena with a lot of people looking at him. And he felt somewhat embarrassed and somewhat intimidated because there were thousands and thousands just staring at him. But he felt he knew each and every one of them. And then he went and sat down in the seats with them. And then he woke up. And that is how dreams work. So, Sam, it is time to wake up now in Shambra. It is time to remind you, you are never alone. And so it is. <laughs>